0: Good morning and welcome to Leading Off with True Blue LA. It's Wednesday, June 28th. Correction, Eric. Today is Wednesday, June 29th. This is Eric Steven, and I'm here to talk about a tale of as old as time. The Dodgers are having trouble uh, scoring runs in the uh, pitcher's paradise of... Co- Wait a minute. They're at Coors Field and they can't score? Wow. So, the Dodgers... Uh, or shut out on Monday by Chad Cool and Chad Cool alone. He went all nine innings. It's only the sixth time the Dodgers have been shut out by the Rockies um, at, uh, at Denver uh, in 30 years as a franchise, um, and the only time one single pitcher has done it to them. It was a overall bad game. They, uh, they had three total hits and no walks. The first time they got a runner in scoring position was... In the ninth inning, when Gavin Lux doubled, he had two and three hits. Um, then they lost seven to three on Tuesday, uh, or seven to four, excuse me. Um, but by you know by that, it looks like the an avalanche of runs uh, uh, compared to Monday. But uh, in this one, they fell behind early. The Dodgers did because uh, uh, Clayton Kershaw was uncharacteristically wild. Uh, he walked four in the first two innings. Uh, he gave up six runs. He was hit around. Couldn't really. Uh, find the strike zone, and then the pitches he tried to get in—they they really hit his fastball. They got, I think, uh, six hits off of his fastball. He got no swings and misses on the pitch. Uh, it was rough. Uh, six runs, most in six earned runs, were his most in four years. Uh, it was a rough start. Uh, the Dodgers are one and four at Coors this year, and they're only scoring three runs a game. That is rare. Um, so. In the history of Coors Field, which opened in 1995, the the lowest, the fewest amount of runs per game the Dodgers have scored there in one season was in 2012 uh, when they scored uh, four four and a third runs per game. This year, they're at exactly three in their five games. They do have five games left uh, at Coors this year. Um, One more in this series tonight, Uh, Julio Urias is on the mound for the Dodgers against Herman Marquez, uh, for the Rockies, and then they play uh, the last four days of July, and that ends the the Denver portion of the Rockies schedule, Rockies-Dodgers schedule. Um, famously, these two teams will meet for the final six games of the season at Dodger Stadium. A weird scheduling quirked, a quirk that was brought on by the lockout, which uh, wiped out the first week of the regular season and then those uh, first week of games were sort of uh, redistributed uh, throughout the year. One of the series was against the Diamondbacks and that was, that's was that been sort of um, randomly, not randomly, but it's been spread out throughout the season. The Dodgers already played one doubleheader at home against the Diamondbacks. They play another in September. Then they also hooked up on an off day. The Dodgers against the the Rockies uh, had three games added to the end of the schedule, which already was going to be against the Rockies. So you have this, uh, it's like it's like the Miners the last couple years where they've, they've gone to six-game series against opponents. And the Dodgers are just going to end their regular season like that. So uh, it's not the old days with uh, super expanded rosters in September, but you can totally see... A minor league – maybe they will they can get a minor league call-up and he can just be super familiar by uh, playing a six-game series at the end. But, yeah, they've really struggled at Coors this year. It's very rare. Then again, the Dodgers have kind of struggled offensively everywhere for the last month outside of the series uh, last week in Cincinnati. But if you go back uh, almost basically a month, uh, the last 28 games, the Dodgers are averaging exactly four runs per game on the season – uh, they're just just about five runs per game, which leads the National League somehow. Still, um, even though they haven't done much over that those twenty eight games when they haven't scored much, uh, they're only fourteen and fourteen. So it's been a a real rough stretch. Now Mookie Betts is out, but in, it, that hasn't encompassed all of that stretch. In fact, it's only um, he was active for the first seventeen of those twenty eight games, and and Mookie himself was struggling at least, especially in June. Um, So he's out. Mookie Betts is out with a cracked rib. Um, Dave Roberts was a guest on um, the New York Post's The Show podcast with Joel Sherman and John Heyman. On Tuesday, he said um, Mookie Betts would start baseball activities on Wednesday. Uh, He said the best case scenario for Betts return was 7 to 10 days, but it uh, he sort of walked that back a little bit uh, in like the pregame session with the beat reporters in Denver. Uh, basically said there's no timetable for Mookie Betts' return. But like even if you go best-case scenario for Mookie Betts, he, that's basically like July 7th or 8th or something like that. And there's only about a week's worth of games after that until the All-Star break. So you could very well see a scenario... Where uh, Mookie Betts gets um, sort of stretched out, or like his return gets stretched out until after the All Star break to give him more rest. Then again, maybe, maybe they'll be like super desperate. I don't. They're not going to rush him back by any means, but uh, we'll see how long uh, this takes to heal, and he'll be back. But it could be a while. Um, so yeah, it just really throws a wrench into things, and we'll talk about uh, what they're sort of trying to do in Mookie Betts' absence in a little bit. So with Mookie Betts out, uh, the Dodgers have to start one of their quote-unquote bench players every single game. I'm being a little bit generous here in e- expanding the bench, uh, including uh, instead of the, the four-person bench that they have, I'm really including five players because it's all like extra people called up. So Hanser Alberto started at second on Tuesday. He actually homered. Uh, Trace Thompson's got a little bit of a run here in right field. Uh, you know They traded for him last week. He's 6-for-22 with a home run and a double for the Dodgers. Done been pretty well so far, and he, he's pretty solid uh, defensively out there. We talked, I think, over the last week or at least a few times on this very podcast um, how the Dodgers will likely try several options to see what works on the bench. It's kind of like what they did last year. They were They started last year with some rookies on the bench. Didn't quite work. They tried to bring in some veterans. Um, obviously, you know, Albert Pujols was one of those, he, he started against lefties a lot. Um, but yeah, it's, um, it's going to be something. So the latest sort of, uh, person they're trying is Jake Lamb, another veteran. Uh, so in spring training, uh, they raved about him. Um, it was like him and Kevin Pillar got a lot of run. At least it, it seemed like every other day it was like, wow, these these guys are going to be in the majors at some point this year. And it turned out to be true. Pilar was already called up this year, but then he got hurt four games in uh, to his major league call-up, and he's out for the season with a broken shoulder. Uh, Jake Lamb was hitting uh, pretty well in Oklahoma City. Uh, He had 15 home runs, which led the team. He hasn't really been good in the majors the last four years at all. Uh, Some of that was injuries. Some of it was just poor play. Uh, so he was an all-star back in 2017 with the Diamondbacks. Uh, he hit 59 home runs in a two-year span for Arizona. But, like, over those last four years, he struggled. He bounced around, played for, like, four different major league teams and a, and a couple more in the minors, too. Uh, he talked in spring training. I will link to these in the show notes uh, about sort of the mental struggles first of, of going from being an everyday player to being a bench player. And that he said that took him a long time to adjust to. But also, he overhauled his swing last year. We've seen that with a lot of players trying to figure out something new, and he thinks he might have done that, and we'll see if it works. Obviously, the Dodgers are are sort of willing to try whatever. Um, But yeah, so like I said, he was hitting well in AAA. Um, Zach McKinstry was on the bench uh, the last uh, week or so. He went on the injured list with neck stiffness. That made room on the active roster for Jake Lamb. So now the Dodgers bench um, has Hanser Alberto, is actually the youngest player on the bench. He's 29. So you have Austin Barnes, the backup catcher, is 32. Eddie Alvarez um, is also 32, two-time Olympian. Um, Trace Thompson, the aforementioned, 31, although he's he seems to be starting more games now. Um, and then also Jake Lamb is 31. So outside of Barnes, you know, who has a pretty... Set deal where he just he's going to be the backup catcher catches when Will Smith needs rest uh, and Will Smith on his sort of rest days recently has been DHing a lot. Um, he played nineteen, he started nineteen straight games uh, through Monday. Uh, that included a stretch where the Dodgers had those four off days in eight days, so that helped. But he DHed five times uh, in the games he didn't catch during that span, and then on. Um, on Tuesday, Austin Barnes caught Clayton Kershaw, and Will Smith got his first, like, uh, day off. The first time he didn't play in a—didn't start a Dodger game since, like, June 2nd. Although, again, he had the four uh, team-off days in, in between there. But, yeah, so that's sort of Barnes' role. But outside of Barnes, you've got the, the two right-handed batters in— um, Trace Thompson and Hanser Alberto, you know, different roles, infield, outfield. And then the two lefties in Eddie Alvarez and Jake Lamb, so they can do some mixing and matching. Now, those four uh, plus Barnes are only hitting uh, 207, 274, 347 in 212 plate appearances this season. Now, um, Barnes and Alberto have gotten the the line share of that. Um, Alvarez and Thompson are new. Jake Lamb got into Tuesday's game and pitched hit once and struck out. So it's really, you know, relatively new. They're going to keep they're going to keep trying, guys. Uh, we talked about Miguel Vargas as a potential option. We talked we talked about a, a number of uh, different uh, ways they can go. They can, you know, maybe they trade for someone before the trade deadline. Who knows? But uh, I think they're just going to keep keep trying people, see what sticks, and they'll they'll go with that. But uh, they definitely need offense out of Someone, because they are struggling. Um, Like I said, last month, having a real tough time scoring, and they've only been a five hundred team for the last month or so. So that's what they're dealing with. Uh, We'll see if it continues. They have one game on the road trip left uh, tonight in Coors Field. Uh, Thanks for listening, everybody. We will talk to you tomorrow.